Greeting, it is so good to be with you on this Valentine's week. And I pray you get all the candy, all the roses, the cards, and the love you desire. Amen? If you don't mind, I'd like to start like this. Our purse without a name on it is just a purse. But put the name Chanel Diamond Forever Classic on the bag. And the value greatly increases to the tune of $261,000. And most women can spot this nice, expensive handbag or carrying bag and know the worth and value of it pretty much immediately. The same can be said about a pair of tennis shoes or a pair of dress shoes without a name on it or a brand. They're just a pair of tennis shoes or dress shoes. But if we put a Jordan logo or the Cole Haan name, the value of them immediately increases. For sneakerheads, they can see a classic pair of tennis shoes and immediately recognize and appreciate the worth and the value in the shoes. So today, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk to you from the thought of the worth of a gift. Appreciate it when the value is known. And our main scriptures can be found in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. And it reads as follows. A wife of noble character, who can find her? She is more precious than rubies. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. So let's dive into point one. Point one is appreciated value. Do you know it's often that people don't appreciate the value of something that is special if they view it as common or ordinary? Let me say it again. Do you know it's often that people don't appreciate the value of something that is special if they view it as common or ordinary? It is common that many people can look at an old car in someone's yard that has rust all over it and immediately diminish the value of it or see it as mere junk, all because they can't appreciate the value in it due to not seeing the beauty of it because only seeing the rust on it. There can be hundreds of people pass by it and never appreciate what it is, but there's always one who sees it and immediately sees and recognizes the value that it possesses. Why do others overlook it? And one person looks at it and immediately sees and appreciates everything about it because they can look and see the beauty in the ashes, whereas others can only see the ashes or the worst in it or of it, or in this case, the rust. But through the right eyes, with the right knowledge, one can appreciate the value and worth as well as the beauty in things that don't shine and aren't full of glitz and glamour. But what they do see is the beauty underneath the surface. Do you know that is simply how God sees things? He sees all the beauty and the potential as opposed to all the rust. So when a person learns to look at the world through the eyes of God, it is easy to look and see the beauty in things. All we have to do in order to see this is to take a look in the Bible and see how God saw value and worth in a murderer whom he would use as a deliverer, a prostitute whom would help his spies overtake her city a drunk whom would be commissioned to build an ark to save mankind, an orphan girl to save her people, a betrayer, a denier, a persecutor converted into a preacher. And the list goes on and on. Value and worth in ones others devalued and saw no worth in or covered in rust. But just as one man can pass by and see beauty in an old rustic car, through the right eyes, beauty can be seen in rustic cars and people that we do not see as being worthy. 
But through the eyes of God, he looked and saw the worth and value in each of the aforementioned people. He looked beyond the rust and the dust, dirt, trouble, mistakes, and issues, and saw the true value and worth of these people that he would use in a great way. And we now read about them. Can I ask you this one simple question? Do you really and truly know your true value and worth? Or have you allowed others to diminish your worth and drive down your value? I say it is key that you know these things about yourself. I believe these things to be true, that it is vitally important as a Christian that you know your value and your worth. I believe these things are only revealed when you come to know Jesus in a special way. Now, don't get me wrong. There are so many people who place value on themselves, but it's all puffed up in their pride and wrapped in their arrogance. But listen and understand this. The true value and worth of a man and the true value and worth of a woman can only be assigned and revealed to that person by Almighty God. Because no, he sees the best of you, what he created you to be, even at our worst moments. Understand what God says about you. He says you are uniquely and wonderfully made. You are made in his image. You are the apple of his eye. You are his greatest creation. He loves and watches over you with a loving eye. He knows your value and your worth. Please allow me to say that again to you. God knows your value and your worth. It is through the lenses and the knowledge of God that you can truly see and know the value and worth of not only things, but also of yourself and others. Through the eyes of God and the revelation from God, you can truly know and understand who you are, whose you are, who created you, and what you were created for. Believe me, there's a great freedom that comes to you when you know who you are, because once you've become equipped with that knowledge and information, no one can define you or your worth, because it has already been identified, justified, solidified, and validated by Almighty God. Can I ask you this question? When was the last time, or even the first time, someone really told you who you are, your worth, and your value? Please allow me to tell you this. God says and declares, you are the sons and daughters of kings, but not just any king, the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. You are the sons and daughters of the ultimate royal family. You have been adopted in the family of Almighty God. And do you know your family has a family crest that you are now under? In the text, Ezekiel describes a family crest as follows. It is adorned with the head of a lion, an oxen and an eagle. The lion on it represents the king of animals reigning, boldness, victory, and aggressively standing against all sin. The oxen represents a willingness to serve, work, and sacrifice for others. And the eagle represents soaring above strength, and the ability to overcome. Just for the sake of time, I can't do them all, but allow me to focus on the eagle on the family crest. As I said, the eagle represents soaring above, strength, and the ability to overcome. Do you understand? As a member of the royal family, sons and daughters of the ultimate king, that's who you are. You're an eagle with the ability to soar above, with ultimate strength, and the ability to overcome. But do you really know what really saddens me? Is most people don't understand or know their family crest. Thus, they're unaware of their worth and their value. 
They don't know that they are heirs of Jesus and almighty God, that they have been adopted into the family by the blood of Jesus. And this is their crest. And because many don't know who they are or their true worth and value, many times I find this scenario at work. Although they are eagles, I find that they end up walking with chickens or flying with pigeons. Chickens and pigeons eat garbage off the ground, stuff that is unworthy of an eagle. Eagles are supposed to soar and dive to eat living things. But many people today are eagles walking around and being told that they're pigeons or chickens. And what's even worse is that they accept it. Why do you ask? Because they don't know any better. I believe it's imperative that you learn these things, lest you never know your value or your true worth. The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. That's Hosea 4 and 6. It also says wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. That's Proverbs 2 and 12. One says perishing from the lack of knowledge. The other says wisdom will save you from wicked men. Again, I say this wisdom and knowledge of your worth and value comes from knowing God and his word. And when you know his word, this is what he says about you, that you are his greatest creation and gift. But don't you know and understand the worth of a gift is in the eye or hands of the receiver. And a gift is only worth the value you place on it. But do you know many people devalue gifts for many reasons? They sometimes think another is prettier or more valuable before they ever take time to open or learn about the gift. Some judge them by the box that they come in or the wrapping paper that is wrapped in. They believe the bigger the box, the better the gift. And they place importance on the place that it came from. Others think if it's already together and ready for them, so they don't have to invest any time in assembling it. And although a gift, they judge it based on their own assumptions and opinions. Now, if you don't mind, please allow me to really get to where I'm truly trying to go with this with everything that I've previously spoken about, the beauty in a rustic car, an eagle, not a pigeon, a good gift, the size of the box and wrapping paper, knowing your worth and your value, and being a good gift. I also gave you two scriptures. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, and wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. Please understand, this teaching is all about women. So will you please allow me to flow with it from that perspective? In the Bible, she is seen as a good and precious gift presented to man by Almighty God. And if you don't want to believe me, take a few minutes of your time to read the scriptural passages in Genesis 2, 21 through 25. Here's my account of it. Adam experienced the first Christmas right there in that scripture. God put him to sleep. And when he woke, there was a great and precious gift God had created just for him. And it was a precious gift of a woman. If you don't mind, Please allow me to rant or set the record straight for just a minute. Put the devil on notice. Inform some, enlighten others, and call others into account for the lies they've been told and living with for so long. Let me expose the devil's lie right here, once and for all. Let me say this. Women, you are the gift to man. Man is not the gift to you. Has he ever been the gift, nor will he ever be the gift to you. You are the gift to man given to him by Almighty God. So man is not the gift to you. Now, if need be, I'll say it again, just to remind those few that didn't hear me the first time. Man is not the gift to you. 
has he ever been the gift, nor will he ever be the gift to you. You are the gift to man from God. Amen. Now, please allow that to sink in for a moment. So, ladies, if you don't mind, would you please claim and declare this with me for you? Repeat this after me, please. I am the gift to man. Man is not the gift to me. I am God's special creation, his extraordinary gift. I am precious in God's sight, and I need to be in yours too. God commands and demands that I am. And scripture says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. That's Proverbs 18 and 22. I am that good thing to man that God spoke about to man. And your favor comes through me, boo. So you better learn if you don't know already to treat me right because God is watching and keeping account of how you, boo boo, are treating me. And know this fact He will remove and take away what he has given you if you don't treat me right. I believe my father's word and not man's, that I, woman, am the good gift to man. Amen? I truly appreciate you allowing me to rant for a second. But it is my belief that God took more time making woman than he did man. Think about that. Think about all the time and consideration that he took creating her. Think about the intricate detail it took in designing her, her lips, her hips, and her fingertips. They carry power. She carries a seed of life inside of her body. Think about that. God entrusted a woman with the seed of life. Can I say this? And I mean no offense or disrespect. Just speaking truth to power. Some women are eagles walking around with chickens, flying with pigeons, and following headless men. Even though they are great eagle, they're special, called, anointed, and leaders. But because no one has raised them up high enough to look into the mirror, to see who they really are. So due to not seeing themselves as God has created them, they settle and or conform to whatever is presented to them and settle for less than God has for them. So they live impersonating chickens and pigeons as opposed to soaring like the eagles that they are, dumbing themselves down to have a male in their lives, dumbing themselves down for someone that isn't evenly yoked, can't feed them spiritually, stymies and holds them back from what God has called them to be, living with a jealous mate who's stopping their spiritual flow. In the text, it says, My people perish from the lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. That's Hosea 4 and 6. As well as wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. That's Proverbs 2 and 12. Please understand, I'm trying to help someone here today to give them truth and wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Speaking truth to power, real talk, because I ask you this one simple question. Why are so many women falling into these evil schemes, scams, and tricks and traps of the enemy? I'm glad you asked. One reason is due to many not knowing or remembering their family crest, not realizing who they are, whose they are, where they come from, and who made them and why. Your family crest says eagle, not chicken, nor pigeon but an eagle. Unfortunately, many women have been hijacked, tricked, schemed, scammed, hoodwinked, and bamboozled by the enemy. Because when they look at themselves, some allow their size, shape, and the color of their skin, their wrappings, to make them feel devalued or less beautiful. And it's all based on a lie of what man or the world says about you. You have to know God made you unique and wonderful, just as you are. Take a minute and think about that. 
And while you're thinking about that, I'm going to stop right here. And we'll conclude the message the next time we speak. And I promise you, you don't want to miss the conclusion. So until then, be blessed. Greetings, I'm back. You're back. So let's dive right back into part two and the conclusion of the worth of a gift. Appreciate it when the value is known. So without further delay, let's dive right back in. Do you know he didn't make all good gifts? Women, the same size, the same shape, the same color, nor from the same mold. He made some vanilla and some caramel, some chocolate and some deep chocolate, and so on. He made some tall and some short, some petite and some tiny, some medium build and others big and beautiful, but all uniquely and wonderfully made from the mind and hands of Almighty God, with him clothing each of you with intricate details that God himself created and crafted in the secret place. He created you with strength and kindness, dignity, gentleness, and hard working, all coming from different backgrounds and experiences. But nonetheless, still wonderful, still beautiful, and still a good gift. And I know some gifts come already together, while others need some assembly, and even others need reassembly. All due to what you've endured, some hard times and some issues, and had to encounter in your lives, some mess, some misery, and some test. But when it's all said and done, and regardless of the rust, the size, the shape, the color, or the wrappings that you come in, Know and remember God sees you, women, as a good gift that he created and crafted, wrapped in the perfect wrapping, size, shape, and color, perfect. Did you hear me? Perfect. The Bible says you're worth more than precious rubies or any expensive purse. Do you remember the Chanel bag I spoke of earlier? The label on the purse priced it out at 261000 Do you know? that you are like that purse with the Chanel label on it. Only your label is more valuable. You are labeled with the symbol and brand of your father who art in heaven. But unfortunately, many women see themselves as that purse without a label on it, worthless and not valuable, all because of what someone said to you, about you, or what has been done to you. If you don't mind, allow me to say this as far as branding and labels are concerned. I ask that you come closer to what you're listening to this on or turn your earbuds up. I don't want you to miss this. Today, I'm reminding some and informing others that you have been labeled and branded with the name above all names, the names that every knee shall bow to and every tongue will confess to. You are branded and labeled with the name of Jesus who shed his blood on Calvary's cross for you and me. His brand stood for 2000 years when Chanel, Jordan and all the others die off. Your brand will still be standing. That's the bloodline you're from. That's the elk you carry. So know your name. Know your value and your worth are tied to him. And because of who you are related to, or as they say in the South, kin to, your value increases astronomically. And we all know how much Jesus is worth. And so are you. In the text, it says you are a good gift. God himself describes you as a good gift. Just think about it. Out of all the words he could have used, he put those two words together, good and gift. Value and worth is how he sees you and describes you. Therefore, it's easy to come to this conclusion. 
that women, you are precious in God's sight and don't allow anyone to tell you anything differently. You know, I'm reminded of a story that I once heard. It's a conversation an angel had with God about the creation of woman. And it went something like this. When God created woman, he was working late on that day. And an angel came by and asked, why are you spending so much time on her? The Lord answered, have you seen all the specifications I have to meet to shape her? She must function in all kinds of situations. She must be able to embrace several kids at the same time. Have a hug that can heal anything from a bruised knee to a broken heart. She must do all this with only two hands. She cures herself when sick and can work 18 hours a day. The angel was impressed. Just two hands? Impossible. And this is the standard model? The angel came closer and touched the woman. But you have made her so soft, Lord. She is soft, said the Lord, but I've made her strong. You can't imagine what she can endure and overcome. Can she think? The angel asked. The Lord answered, not only can she think, she can reason and negotiate. The angel touched her other cheek. Lord, it seems this creation is leaking. You have put too many burdens on her. She's not leaking. It's a tear. The Lord corrected the angel. What is it for? Asked the angel. The Lord said, tears are her way of expressing her grief, her doubt, her love, her loneliness, her suffering and her pride. This made a big impression on the angel. Lord, you are a genius. You thought of everything. A woman is indeed marvelous, said the angel. The Lord replied, indeed, she is. She has the strength that amazes a man. She can handle trouble and carry heavy burdens. She holds happiness, love, and opinions. She smiles when she feels like screaming. She sings when she feels like crying, cries when happy, and laughs when she's afraid. She fights for what she believes in. Her love is unconditional. Her heart is broken when a next to kin or friend dies, but she finds strength to get up and on with her life. The angel asked, so she is a perfect being. The Lord replied, no, she has one drawback. She doesn't know her value and she often forgets what she's worth. Listen to what God said to the angel about women. She doesn't know her value and she often forgets her worth. If you don't mind, on this Valentine's week, can I please remind you of what you're worth? Scripture says this about you. A wife of noble character, who can find her? She's more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She's like a merchant ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plans a day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning threads, her fingers twisting fibers. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen 
and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates, where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garnets and sashes to sell. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches all that goes on in her household and does not have to bear the consequences of laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praises. Amen. That's Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. This scripture tells you your true worth and your true value. The text says you are a good gift, precious, virtuous, capable, clothed with dignity, strength and wisdom. You are an eagle, not perfect. And although you have a little rust on you at times, you still have a glow on you and a shine about you. Ladies, can I say this to you? You must come to know your worth and your value, because how can you demand someone else to appreciate your worth and understand your value when you don't know it or respect it yourselves? But I say this to my fellow men. Men, women are gifts, valuable gifts from God to us. And we need to be appreciative and respectful of them. But to women, I say it's time that you start commanding and demanding it from men. So I say this to all you women. Stop allowing men to call you things other than a precious gift from God. Not just men you know, but all men, including rappers. Women, here are a few suggestions that I ask that you give to men if they want to call you the B word. Tell them to call you beautiful, beloved, and brilliant. If they want to call you the W word, tell them to call you wholesome, worthy, and wonderful. And if they get the gall to pucker their lips to call you the U word, tell them to call you unique, unbelievable, and unequaled in the woman that you are. And for the brothers out there that want to use Ebonics and call you the H word, tell them to call you holy and honorable. And I say this to women, stop accepting it. Because you don't have to or not supposed to because your father who art in heaven has and wants what's best for you. And that includes a man that honors you, respects you, appreciates you and who's worthy of having you. Amen. And if you don't mind, can I finish like this? In a brief conversation, a man asked a woman he was pursuing this question. What kind of man are you looking for? She sat quietly for a moment before looking him in the eye and asking, do you really want to know? Reluctantly, he said yes. So she began to expound. As a woman in this day and age, I'm in a position to ask a man, what can you do for me that I can't do for myself? I pay my own bills. I take care of my household without the help of a man or a woman for that matter. I'm in a position to ask, what can you bring to the table? The man looked at her. Clearly, he thought she was referring to money. She quickly corrected his thought and stated, I'm not referring to money. I need something more. I need a man who is striving for excellence in every aspect 
of his life. The man sat back in his chair, folded his arms, and asked her to explain. She said, I need someone who is striving for excellence mentally because I need a conversation and mental stimulation. I don't need a simple-minded man. I need someone who is striving for excellence spiritually because I don't need to be unequally yoked. Believers mixed with unbelievers is a recipe for disaster. I need a man who is striving for excellence financially because I don't need a financial burden. I need someone who is sensitive enough to understand what I go through as a woman, but strong enough to keep me grounded. I need someone who has integrity in dealing with relationships. Lies and game playing are not my idea of a strong man. I need a man who is family oriented, one who can be a leader, priest, and provider to the lives entrusted to him by God. I need someone whom I can respect because in order to be submissive, I must respect him. I cannot be submissive to a man who isn't taking care of his business. I have no problem being submissive. He just has to be worthy. And by the way, I'm not looking for him. He will find me. He will recognize himself in me. Granted, he may not be able to explain the connection, but he will always be drawn to me. God made woman to be a helpmate for man. I can't help a man if he can't help himself. When she finished her spiel, she looked at him. He sat there with a puzzled look on his face. He said, you're asking a lot. She replied, I'm worth a lot. All you women listening to this, listen to how she responded to this man. He said, you're asking a lot. She replied, I'm worth a lot. That's how God sees you. That's how you must see yourself. You're worth a lot. The worth of a gift can only be appreciated when the value is known. Ladies, know your worth and your value. God says you're worth a lot. On this Valentine's week, I'm saying and speaking into your life that you're worth a lot. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come asking and praying that every woman that hears this message can and will hear from you. Sharing, telling, informing, and revealing to them their worth and value as you have assigned it to them and validated it with your stamp of approval. I come asking you to bring forth light for the ones who have been devalued, whose value have been defined by others, and they feel as if they have no value. God, bring forth worth and value back into their spirits. Encourage them, uplift them, send your angels to comfort them to restore them to the status you created them to be. Let them know they're worthy of all that you have for them. Lord, expediently come to the aid of your daughters as my heart cries out to you for them. This is my prayer to you for your daughters. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus that I come asking all these things for your daughters. Amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback, and if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information on to both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day, and we thank you again. 
for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.